0: You've read or heard or preached the scripture this week, now what? Join me, Pastor Carissa, and my colleague, Pastor Alan, as we explore the spaces between the Sundays in our podcast, Soft Idolatry.
1: Welcome to Soft Idolatry, Season 4, Episode 7. We are uh, so glad you're joining us today, and getting into the Advent spirit with us. Carissa, are you in the Advent spirit?
0: I think I am. It is snowing like crazy outside my window right now, which helps with the Advent spiritiness of everything. And I think I'm I'm mostly done with my Christmas shopping. How about you?
1: Yes, it is snowing here in Jersey, and I am done with my Christmas shopping as well. It took me all of an hour yesterday. I had to drive to two stores. Both within a mile of my apartment.
0: I haven't even driven to stores. I've done mine exclusively online this year, including stocking stuffer shopping. I I have to, I have to pick up a few stocking stuffers for my dog and my cats. But that's all I have left to do.
1: Well, I I knew I could have done that, but I wanted to make sure that I had gifts in hand. Uh, one one is from a candy shop that. Uh, a local candy shop that claims to be famous for its peanut brittle. And the other is a book that I bought from my mother at Barnes and Noble and full confession. I, I used a gift card that somebody gave me last year to buy my mother's Christmas present.
0: That's maybe borderline shady dude. Um, it's not because it's, it, it, then you've got that money to spend on something else for yourself. I think that's still legit.
1: And, and, in in all honesty, I have recently, I have not been reading books anywhere near as often as I used to. That gift card had been sitting around and I'd been forgetting to redeem it, and so now I have finally received the benefit of a gift that was given to me, and my mother gets a book that I think she will find interesting, and... um. I I think that uh, I think that I am living into the spirit. And as I say this, I'm I'm looking at a gift bag that somebody gave me and I'm thinking I can put that book in that gift bag.
0: Oh, I (laughs) recycle all my gift bags. Like if you wrap in a gift bag, I have a drawer for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Look at look at all of the paper waste it saves by not throwing it out.
0: That's what I'm saying. We're just being environmentally conscious. I think that's totally appropriate i
1: I, I think we have uh, perhaps stumbled onto a a real can of worms or or perhaps a whole bunch of ethical dilemmas that might come up in this advent season,
0: yeah, as we're talking about gifts and uh, exchanging gifts, buying gifts, getting gifts um they they can be kind of sticky sometimes. I'm curious, what is the worst gift you've ever gotten?
1: Oh, I, I think every year as a kid when I got clothes, that was just horrible. You know, as 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 a boy, you, you you're not well, I shouldn't speak for all boys. I can tell you as and I wasn't even that typical, but I was <laughs> just never excited about clothes. No, I mean there were there were lots of things that I wanted that my you know I was I was just like any other kid born in 1971 who wanted Star Wars figures and toys, who wanted Legos, who who wanted an Atari. Um I never wanted Deep down, I knew my parents kind of had to buy those for me anyhow, (laughs) but I'm a boy. I don't think about outfits, you know? Clothes are just the clothes that I put on. Sometimes, as you get older, you find that people think that this t-shirt is cool or that t-shirt is really dorky, and okay, you want to wear the first one, you don't want to wear the second one, but, you know, a six, eight-year-old boy, I, I don't, again, I shouldn't generalize. I'm an only child, but... No, I was not interested at all. So every time that I got clothes on Christmas or on my birthday, it was the worst gift ever.
0: So, yeah, I always loved getting clothes as a kid. I think part of it, Christmas was generally pretty simple by way of gifts in our household. We would get one or two big ones and then some other stuff, even if it was stuff we knew our parents had to buy us anyway. um, It was really exciting because that was when we got all of our new stuff for the year
1: full confession i did ask my mother for socks this year
0: that's fantastic well we still do that in in my house as an adult socks and underwear go in stockings um but so i think as a kid i can't remember a year where i was just grossly disappointed um but I, i will never forget um the year that A a guy I was dating gave me gifts for Christmas that were clearly purchased for a previous girlfriend he'd recently broken up with.
1: (laughs) That could be among the worst Christmas gift stories I've ever heard.
0: Right, like, take it back to the store and buy something else, dude. Like, that's supremely lazy. So, like, what are some of the things then that make gift-giving bad. like There's all these unhealthy patterns we fall into in gift giving.
1: I, I think that because this is the fourth week in Advent, the fourth Sunday in Advent that's coming up, the Sunday of love, we need to remember that the reason we give gifts is love. And the problem is we are all broken. We are all broken some way, somehow. And Sometimes in our brokenness, we are not motivated by love when we give gifts. Our motivations are mixed up at best or downright nasty at worst. And sometimes we're not fully aware of the nasty motivations, but regardless, any time that we are acting in something other than love... The gift can be tainted.
0: Yeah, and some of those like classic things that we that we give out of you know there's there's guilt, right? So we we're trying to make up for something.
1: Yeah, and, and and then sometimes you get a lot of overreaction there. So maybe you're trying to repair a relationship in the wrong way, and the gift is not taken uh well it is it is received knowing that it's a tainted gift or it could be received well but you know you're trying to overcompensate so much that you spend money that you don't have to over give instead of just honestly apologizing and living differently yeah
0: yeah. And that kind of borders on to like the classic um, giving gifts to like buy love and affection uh, This is a common movie trope when there's divorced parents, you know, oh dad's <laughs> just trying to buy your love, you know, that kind of thing. But we do that in real life, too. You know, if we just get the right gift for this person, they're going to appreciate us or love us more in some way.
1: Yeah, we're giving the gift to, to fill up some bit of emptiness inside of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And there's then, again, the closely related uh, obligation gift giving, right? Where you feel like you have to have to make a list of everyone in your life and um, get something for everyone, whether, and you'd mentioned this before, whether you can afford it or not, right? Some people get themselves into trouble purchasing too much.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, And, and again, it's, it's not that you're giving those gifts because you love everyone on those on that list it's that sometimes it's that you feel uh, you're doing it defensively you are afraid that you're going to piss somebody off by not giving them a gift and you just want to make sure you don't slight everybody so uh you you your your christmas gifts cost you an extra 1200 dollars that year
0: yeah um, and I mean, this is like the, you know, you're doing it just cause that's what you do gift giving, right. To the, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like, um, you know, well, this is, you know, you do your wedding this way because that's how you do a wedding or this is the, you know, the sort of dishes you need to have in your house. Cause that's what you have in your house. And, um, this is the way you, um. I don't know, do this particular thing. We do that with gift giving too. Like this is just what you do at Christmas. You give gifts to every every single person that you come into contact with on a regular basis. Um, And that's not particularly healthy.
1: No, no, it's not. Um, Oh man, I just, I had this great bourbon at my friend's house. I'm going to go out and buy it and I'm going to buy three more bottles in case I get invited to any of my friend's houses and I need to bring a gift.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The classic like you can't show up empty handed. Um, And there's Mm -hmm. something nice. There's something good and kind. We're not saying that you can't like show up with a bottle of wine when you're invited over for dinner to somebody's house or bourbon or whatever. I certainly wouldn't turn down uh, a bottle of bourbon if you brought it with you (laughs) to my porch. But I
1: I may have done that. That may (laughs) have
0: happened. This might be a real story. Um, But That to doing it because you're not a good friend or you're less invited without it is not healthy for either of you in that in that particular friendship or relationship. And the same with Christmas. Like, uh, I don't have I ever given you a Christmas gift in all of our years of friendship. Maybe a bottle of scotch. Uh, Maybe,
1: yeah. (laughs) If if you did, that's what it was, and it was three or four years ago when we were. When I was still living in Western Pennsylvania, and we were both uh, at a point where we were collecting paychecks yes. instead of <laughs> <laughs> at least me being in seminary right, and, right. and and whatnot. Yeah, um,
0: um, yeah it's it's like it's it's one of those if you you see something for someone that that it really um, expresses something positive about that that friendship, then you know. But if your friendship suffers because one of you didn't give a gift for a Christmas or a birthday or something like that, then what are what is your relationship actually based on?
1: Right, and that's um, that that brings to mind another kind of gift giving uh, that is not in love, but uh, what I would call shows of social dominance. Gift gotcha giving. Gotcha giving where I I have the money and the power in the relationship and I am going to show you I am dominant by showering you.
0: Yes, I am in control or or by giving the better gift. I am in control because I spent more on the gift than you did. Yeah,
1: I I love you more than than he does or she does because. Look at what I gave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that again, a lot of these kind of like, there's some gray area, you know, that certainly bumps up against buying for love and, you know, buying love and affection and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. it can be a control, a control issue as well.
1: Right. You, you, I think you see it often, uh, exercised by parents over adult children, um, you, you might see it uh, with in laws. I I don't know, but it could also be practiced by divorced parents and that sort of thing. Um, you know, you you definitely would see. Um, I, I I can see a scenario in which a dad um, a dad in the divorce wants to to show his ex-wife that his that their children's happiness is still dependent on his financial generosity. I can totally see that power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even in like, you know, there's a reason that office parties, <laughs> um, and things like that have a, a <laughs> financial cap often on white elephants uh-huh. and things like that. So you don't have yep. someone trying to buy office political power through gifts.
1: Right, or the the flip side of that is you get the you get the cheap son of a bitch who <laughs> you know gets the exact worst thing, and and and, and it just totally ruins the mood. Um, I I have to tell you, the the company that I worked at before I was at seminary did the best thing for the company Christmas gift giving thing. The company just bought all the gifts. Good call. Like they would spend about a hundred bucks on each thing. Nice. And, and, and it, it was the typical, you know, gift steal kind of thing where the first person picked a gift and then the next person could uh, pick or steal or what ha- have you. And I don't remember all the rules now, but uh, everything was good. And, uh, and you could, you could make all the side deals that you wanted. And I remember, you know, the one year, the first year that I was there, uh, I got like three cases of beer, of good micro brew beer. And yeah, it was probably somewhere between 90 and 100 bucks. Nice. And I was really happy with that.
0: I'm curious. This is just, and this might be taking us out into the weeds just a little bit, but why is it? So I I understand like holiday bonuses. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just a good time of year, the end of the year to look back. How have we done as a company? How have the employees done? Here's a little kickback. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But the idea of like gifts from the company I guess maybe it's I mean is that a power is that like a gotcha power giving?
1: Uh in in the case of the company that I worked at, no. I think it was that they really just cared about employee morale. Um, they were they were generally good about hiring people who um who fit into the company vibe and it was just uh, a really enjoyable place to work. So I will say in my place, I will also say that a lot of times at company parties, they'll have corporate swag. Yes. too, And, uh, and that's, I would say that that's benign. You know, you get a fleece pullover with the company logo on it or
0: something. Good advertising. And <laughs> that's what exactly. that
1: is. it's, it's, it's advertising. Uh, it is if, if the swag is cool swag, then you're more likely to wear it. And the thing is, though, if you don't like it, you don't have to wear it.
0: Yeah. So meanwhile, if your uh, auntie gives you something completely weird that you hate, you got to wear that. <laughs>
1: ralphie go put it (laughs) on (laughs) exactly it's a pink nightmare (laughs) you know what that one i haven't watched
0: yet this year but we usually reserve that for christmas morning that one um i have been going through my my uh christmas movie uh list that i go through this this time of year i um national lampoon's christmas vacation i watched yesterday which is probably why i'm thinking about like christmas bonuses and like (laughs) corporate giving but yeah i guess it's benign but is it the kind of of christ-like sacrificial love giving that we're asked to give and that we're we're uh mimicking in our gift giving to one another if the company's doing it for morale that's a little different than out of love
1: so yeah, it, it all gets back to motivation, and I think the the key question is relationship. the The small company that I worked for was actually invested in relationships with employees, and and I will also say they were invested in relationships with clients, and so I think in that case, it was an organic whole. The the culture was the same, and we were well taken care of. Uh, We were taken care of to the greatest extent possible by the corporation. However, in most cases, the relationship isn't that deep between employer and employee, and uh, it might be benign, but it is definitely not truly out of love. It is out of corporate self-interest
0: so i would this isn't out of of self-interest but i think i would put in the benign but not really christ-like gift giving things like um buying a five dollar starbucks gift card for every teacher on your child's list not that i love teachers and i appreciate teachers and i have many teachers in my life and family hear me hear me when i say that i love teachers i would much rather give a handwritten card or something, um, then like just buy the same five dollar thing for every single teacher. First of all, five dollars hardly get you anything at Starbucks anymore. Um, but there's there's plenty of people who don't drink coffee. I know this sounds crazy to some of us, but um, yeah. You know, so my mother-in-law was an occupational therapist at um, School for Blind Children for years. And she would get, like, goo gobs of Starbucks gift cards every year, which was fine by me because she doesn't go to Starbucks. So I wound up the recipient, ultimately, of those gift cards. Um, so I didn't mind that. And my mom would often have tons and tons of them, too, that she would give me. She's also a retired teacher. Um, So I'm just, like, that's in that, like benign category of it's nice to think about someone but how much thinking really went into that
1: right how deep is the relationship Yeah.
0: exactly exactly so you and i have talked about this before but like i never send birthday greetings on facebook ever it's a chore to me but you Mm. always send facebook greetings to people on their birthdays
1: I do. I make a point of checking Facebook every morning to see if there are birthdays that I need to acknowledge because I can get busy and then miss it completely.
0: I just default to I got busy and missed it completely. Like if there is like I would I'll text message people happy birthday, I'll send a stupid gif. Um if you're super special maybe I'll buy a gift that struck my my fancy in regard to you. Um and I mail I mail handwritten birthday cards to all of my congregants and um send them all Christmas cards
1: Wow that's so th- this is a really interesting set of issues for me. Um I first of all I will say that before I was in ministry uh, I was not as zealous about Facebook greetings, and I would always think a lot about what I would say on somebody's birthday. I mean, it was usually happy birthday and some other thing, right? And some attempt at being funny.
0: Um, I like how you don't claim that you were funny. You just tried to be.
1: (laughs) Well, see, here's the thing. Once you're in ministry, definitions of funny change a lot, (laughs) <laughs> what is acceptable humor changes a lot, and people in your congregation, if they choose, can look at what you are posting, uh, depending on your settings. And and yes, I, I do know that you can set things up so that not everybody sees them, uh, but the bottom line is uh, I used to spend a lot of mental energy and in, in just those birthday greetings. And I heard a story about uh, Barack Obama, that he had read a book on management at one point, and that it said in that book that people expend an inordinate amount of time on the completion of mundane tasks, and they, they think too much, for instance, about what to wear. And so for that reason, Obama had three different suits, not literally three suits, but he had three different suit patterns. He had a black suit, a charcoal suit, and a blue suit, and he might have had five of each of those and, uh, and corresponding shirts and ties and socks and shoes, but his goal was never to expend any energy thinking about that. So I've just always figured that what is important about a Facebook birthday greeting is that I remembered your birthday, that I took the time to say, you are valuable to me. I want to acknowledge that it is your birthday, and I want you to have a happy birthday. And If I know you're religious, I will also put blessings on your special day. Um, I really do mean that. I really do want that for you. But... Before ministry, I didn't have as many people on my friend list. Yep. And I now have lots more people and lots more birthdays. So if I have four or five or six or seven people to wish a happy birthday copy to copy and paste. Then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm 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 a touch typist, so it's really no big deal to to, to say, you know. Blessings on your sepical day, or you know, maybe I need to go back and then change the order of my letters. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it it is the um, just the acknowledgement. At least in my mind, is what's important. Now, the other thing for me is I have a mild case of attention deficit. Writing by hand is just an excruciating chore for me. It takes forever. I literally think about every letter that I'm writing. It takes forever. If you look at my signature, it never looks the same twice, because I think about it when I'm signing a check. Um, I, I I was glad that, you know, on Election Day, nobody checked to see if my signature matched, because... It's never the same twice, <laughs> so that is a huge chore for me. And if I had to handwrite birthday cards for, you know, twenty people in a month, uh, or 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 worse, twenty people in a week, that would be just a real time suck for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's contextual both like knowing who being in relationship with, right. Knowing the person who you are giving to and also being in relationship with yourself and knowing the person that is Mm -hmm. giving. And so, you know, I have, um, a primarily older congregation. I've, I've got a lot of sweet little ladies who a handwritten card is like, they just love it. Um, And, um, and so I don't, I don't want anyone to feel slighted. So I make sure everybody gets a handwritten card for their birthday. Um, but for, for friends, you know, like for you, you couldn't give a rat's ass if I send you a handwritten birthday card or not, but I always send a stupid birthday gift. (laughs) I text you (laughs) like a dumb meme Mm -hmm. or something for your birthday. Um, and so it's knowing, knowing both people and knowing what, um, brings you joy in the giving And is also thoughtful and considerate of the person you're giving to.
1: To thine own self be true, and thou canst be false to no man.
0: Well quoted. Well quoted. And that's hard. You know, it's not meant to be easy. Relationship is difficult. Every aspect of relationship is difficult. And so, some people are naturally gift givers more than others. But, um it it really does come down to like how much effort are you putting into this and how much thought are you putting into this and is it proportional to the relationship is it appropriate for that relationship um yeah
1: well the the book that I bought for my mother you know it was it was something that I heard the author interviewed on NPR and it just, it tracks with a number of her interests, and I thought, yeah, I bet my mother is not listening to this interview right now. I bet my mother has no awareness of this book, and she will find it fascinating. So, the there was, you know, it wasn't hours of labor figuring out what the perfect present would be. It was an awareness of, I know the things that will, um, that will resonate with my mother. And I think this is one of them. So
0: um, in in light of that story, I have two really important questions to ask you, brother. First okay. question, does your mom listen to our podcast? Cause you might've just told her what you got her for Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, she, I think she occasionally listens to it. I already told her. Okay,
0: so her. I just wanted so. to make sure that this wasn't going to be like a major spoiler that you've just ruined Christmas for your mom. No, okay.
1: so speaking of relationships, I did ask her, what do you want for Christmas? And uh, we're, we're both in this place where, in general, we don't really want stuff. Um, and, you know, the... Socks notwithstanding. <laughs> um, I
0: hope your socks aren't standing. <laughs> <laughs> time
1: to wash those socks. Uh, time to wash those socks. Uh, Yeah. No. Um, we don't want stuff. And since she could not come up with a quick answer, I figured this is going to be good. I'm going to spend a few days visiting her and I will probably cook some wonderful meals for her. Uh In previous years, since I've been in ministry, I have done things like taking her on trips. But we can't plan on that Mm -hmm. this year. No, we cannot. So so being that it was just too hard to plan some sort of experience in the near future, um, a book is the thing.
0: That's fair. And I think that brings up another great point, too, is that sometimes we do get so focused on gifts being stuff when they can be experiences, they can be time together, um, those sorts of things. It's about giving of yourself to the other person. So it's not about how much money you spent. It's about how much thought went into that gift. Um, What is the best gift you ever got?
1: Hmm. I would say it's probably probably a t- the best gift ever, ever or best Christmas present.
0: Um, I'll let you I'll let you decide how you're an- how you're going to answer that.
1: Uh, see, see, because Christmas presents I can give pretty easy answers to. Um, I think it was second grade that I got the uh, the Death Star playset for Christmas and may have gotten the next wing that year, too, though that could have come at my birthday. And then a couple years later, uh, we got the Atari. Uh, so those were those were probably the two best Christmas presents, best Christmases because of the presents, kind of thing.
0: Um,
1: yeah, those are those are the things that leap to mind. Yeah.
0: and I I can think of a couple similar. You know, like there's the year I got the World Traveler Cabbage Patch doll from Scotland, and that was like. There were a couple years where cabbage, a specific type of cabbage patch doll, was the thing for me, and like we got a Nintendo one year when we were older. Um, but the best Christmas gift, hands down, that I ever got is still sitting right next to me. Today, right now, as we record this podcast. Um, But when I was, I think, 17, 16 or 17, uh, my parents had recently divorced. Uh, Our mom was really struggling to um, pay all the bills and and do everything needed to keep up a house with two teenagers in it. Um, And it was just, you know, it was a hard time for all of us. And some to this day I don't know how if she like borrowed money from a family member or like I don't know how she pulled it off but she bought me a guitar and just knowing the sacrifice that went into making that happen made it that much sweeter yeah Wow. and and so to this day like you know 25 years later. That's the guitar that goes places with me. You know, if you see me playing a guitar at church, it's definitely that one.
1: Wow. That, that is, that is such a a deep and meaningful gift and such a great sacrifice. And it must be meaningful because I play the guitar and I will say that the first guitar I was ever given is not the guitar <laughs> I'm taking around with me. Uh, that, that, you know, once you get your first guitar, you start mm-hmm. thinking about your second guitar and what, what it has that you want that you don't have. And uh, you always want another guitar after that. So if, if this one means that much to you, it really is special for that, all And That's
0: reasons. a really funny thing. See, I've never had that experience. You know, you said once you get your first guitar, you're immediately thinking of your second guitar. There never was a second one in my heart. Like there there was just never, that mm. never crossed my mind that there would be a second guitar. Um, I do actually technically own two now, but one of them is my mom's old guitar <laughs> that when she no longer had room for it and didn't <laughs> play anymore, she gave to me. So I do have, I do own two guitars personally. Um, but... Oh, what an interesting thought. Yeah, there never was a, a second guitar in my heart after that.
1: That that's so interesting because just about every guitar player I know is always I checking. I think my out husband has guitars.
0: four and just recently found a new guitar company that's got stuff he wants in a guitar. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and I'm also thinking that, that you must have been 16 when that
0: happened. I, I think. So. I think so. Yeah.
1: It, yeah, because I'm guessing you learned the truth at 17 that that life was made for beauty queens and something wow. something, something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so no, um, <laughs> yeah. So gifts.
1: That might not have been gifts a gift. Though. About you yeah, know that, that
0: was not a gift at all. Let me tell you. It's you know it's been a while <laughs> since you have quoted a song, though. You know I'm yeah you haven't done that. A lot lately, so I'll give you this one.
1: No, and, and yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, thank you. And and I'm I'm very sure I've never quoted. Genesis no, I'm anything.
0: I'm also pretty sure you haven't. That's a pre- I do love that song actually. Um, it's a good one. Uh yeah. So it's about love.
1: You'll You'll have to learn to play it if you I d- don't. I, you know, know it I've already. never
0: played that one. I'll have to I'll have to get cracking on it. Uh, the most recent one I learned was "Dear Mr. President" by Pink. If you don't know that one, mm-hmm. that's a fun one. Mm.
1: I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. But, but look, there's my Christmas present Yay. to you. I've you That's a new That's a great I love learn. that
0: gift. Thank you. And I will reciprocate by playing it badly for you in a week or two. <laughs> 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 um, I, so uh, friends, as you're finishing your Christmas shopping this year, as you're stressing over gifts, um, remember this, it's about love and relationships. And even in a year where we're separated geographically, physically from one another, we can't have the same kinds of Christmas celebrations. We can't go on the trips. We can't have the Christmas dinners with 30 people in our houses this year. Um, There are still ways that we can give meaningfully, sacrificially, contextually, and out of love. And yeah, that takes some thought. That takes some thinking. And it's not easy work. But love and relationship are not meant to be easy and the gift that we are mimicking, mirroring, trying to represent in our gift giving was sacrificial. It was love. It was not easy. And so remember that and um and don't be too offended if not everyone in your life gives you something awesome for Christmas. Like, dude, it's cool. <laughs> like it's fine. Like
1: it it Yes, it, it is cool. It is fine. Also, this is a weird year. If you haven't, if you haven't been gift shopping with this rubric that Carissa and I just established, don't beat yourself up to fulfill this. Or rubric. any
0: rubric, like it's twenty you know, twenty. There, there's no. Or any anymore. rubric.
1: <laughs> Love yourself. Think as much about think about it as much as you need to, and. And then just let it go. Shop and let it go. It, it's, um, once it's done, it's done. And as long as you have done it with love, um,
0: uh, yeah, if, sleep if, well. you're, if your gift giving and Christmas shopping is stressing you out, back up a few steps and like lay off a little. Yeah, and I actually encourage folks to check out um, the Advent Conspiracy. They have some videos on giving, um, and like pairing back at the holidays that I think are especially appropriate this year. So, Advent Conspiracy. I think we've uh, beaten this gift. We've we've exhausted beaten this, this podcast. Plastic. Yes. <laughs> to mix metaphors in a bizarre
1: <laughs> way. <laughs> we- We've beaten this gift <laughs> horse in the mouth.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, and hey, this is probably a good time to remind you we're punchy because it's Advent. It's the end of Advent and church is weird and hard this year and we're taking a break and we'll be back at you sometime in January. It's just no response, like total agreement.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Back sometime in January. So... Um... Blessings on all of you in this Advent and Christmas season. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Be well, love well, love one another. Love and serve.
0: Amen. I think that was a great Amen. prayer and blessing all rolled into one. Excellent. Um, hey, I have so my since we were talking about um, bourbon and wine gifts when you go over to people's houses uh do you know what the most popular christmas wine is especially in my house i know for sure
1: i don't know you've got a I lot of like brussels house.
0: sprouts uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you you know what i say to that
0: no Oh, oh, that's right. We bacon. had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, everything's better with bacon. Yeah. On Facebook. Everything's better with bacon. Everything's
1: better with bacon.
0: There's your uh, Christmas cooking tip. Uh, next season's podcast is going to be uh, home economics. <laughs> it's not.
1: Yes. Sponsored <laughs> by Bacon.
0: Thanks for joining us on Soft Idolatry. For show notes and more information, check out our website at softidolatry.com. To send us questions or comments, you can email us at info at softidolatry.com. And if you'd like to help support this podcast, please become a patron at www.patreon.com softidolatry. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.